What's going on, family? TGIF, happy WrestleMania Friday. It's your man, GB. This is The Faction, and I'm so glad that we get to hang out. Listen, I know it's been kind of crazy schedule-wise and the like, but it's WrestleMania week. We've got to get this content in, and there's plenty to discuss here on the road to WrestleMania. First, thank you guys so much for all that you continue to do in support of The Faction. It really does mean the world. We get your DMs. We get your comments. We get your interactions. These things mean the world. Thank you you so very much this is for all of you who are following us at the faction show for all of you who are subscribed to our podcast these things mean the world so thank you so very much if you're brand new welcome board there are many places you could have heard of us so we appreciate you finding us and checking us out today we definitely hope that you're finding something here that you enjoy if you like what you hear go ahead and give us a follow on the socials at the faction show or you can subscribe to our podcast or i should say and because we'd like for you to do both ideally okay so a lot has already gone down today's friday of course last night was the incredible incredible multiverse united card that featured impact and new japan i don't want to touch that just yet i do want to touch on some of the things that have happened that we haven't had a chance to talk about for instance let's talk about aew probably the only organization that is likely not being talked about during wrestlemania week why? Well, AEW as an organization has distanced themselves from WrestleMania, understandably so, though their offspring or their newest signees, that being, of course, Ring of Honor, has traditionally been a part and they continue to be a part. They've got a massive card tonight, which we may touch on because there's been another addition just absolutely crazy. So with all of that said, what on earth could AEW do to stand out this week? Well, Two things, maybe three. The third one uh, may not be as big of a deal as you think. So let's start there. So you see, if you've been watching AEW, there's been a real change of heart with the Blackpool Combat Club. They once, of course, were fan favorites, though they always seem to have had an edge to them. With the departure of William Regal, things really have changed, and now the aggressive nature of all of them have really shined through. Well, of course, Brian Danielson has been kind of the lone standout. He took some time off to really reassess what's going on, made his comeback Wednesday night at Dynamite, and many thought he was there perhaps to save Kenny Omega, but not the case at all. He would come in, join the fray, and now the Blackpool Combat Club is four strong, 10 toes down, and ready to beat anybody in their way. So this will prove to be very interesting. Of course, lots of factions and trios and makes you wonder, will they consider a run for the trios championship? We won't know. Time will certainly tell. So that's number three. Number two on the things that AEW can do to stand out this week would be the full return of Adam Cole. Adam Cole has been gone from wrestling action for nine months, and many of us did not understand the full severity of his injury until he made his return a couple of weeks back, told us about the concussions and the like, and so he made his return back, a very, very important return, getting a big win over Daniel Garcia, and they really did test that head, which made me very, very nervous when you start considering the concussion space. That was the 
go home shot, of course, for AEW Dynamite, leading into what I believe is the number one moment for AEW this week. It did not even happen in the ring. It's their new show, All Access. It airs immediately following Dynamite. Let me start by saying this. When they announced All Access, admittedly, I was a little underwhelmed. One of the reasons I was underwhelmed was the way the announcement was done. You know, once again, Tony Khan had a big announcement planned and it happened backstage and it started with Tony Khan and ended with Adam Cole. Something that might have perhaps been better received as a press release or as even a tweet on Twitter. Nonetheless, All Access shows up, and we all began to wonder what would we get. We knew that this show was being taped between November and December, about a six-week span. And during that time frame, we were somewhat thinking, okay, well, at that point, eh, we're pretty much done with the scrum heard around the world. What is there to talk about relative to AEW? I will say that the first show which was an hour long, was some of the most compelling television I've seen from AEW in a long time. Yes, I am a fan of AEW All Access. And I think there's a few reasons. A, I'm the kind of guy who loves going behind the scenes, watching how things work, so there's that. But B, we're also really getting to see how some of these wrestlers actually feel about some of these things. For instance, I always had a a hard time with the interim champion thing that AEW has done over time, be it the TNT championship or the women's world championship. Interim always felt kind of strange. It almost felt dishonoring to the people who were serving as interim champion. I think it would always be better if you have to take a title off of somebody to let that champion come back and get a title shot, but not still be called champion. And it's happened quite a bit in AEW, but we never really did get to hear how wrestlers felt about it until this show, All Access, where the women really had a lot to say about Thunder Rosa being named world champion, Tony Storm being the interim women's world champion, and the like. I'm intrigued to see how all of that is going to play out, but it's very, very interesting. We also really get to see the journey of Adam Cole. Now, I'll tell you the one thing I'm not crazy about, not crazy about it at all. I don't like when companies, and not just companies, but when wrestlers feel the need to use their birth name. And you can ask me why, I'll tell you why. Nobody, when watching a show with Snoop Dogg, asks for his birth name. Nobody asks for Pink's birth name. Nobody asks for Meg the Stallion's birth name. We are comfortable with whatever persona they want to give us. So I'm not a fan of the wrestling world leaning on people's government names, be it reality show, social media, etc. I do not like that. I just think it takes too much away from our sport and it's actually more of a distraction. So for instance, now we know that Adam Cole's name is Austin Jenkins, which He doesn't look like an Austin Jenkins. I just don't see an Austin Jenkins. I see Adam Cole. Let's rock with Adam Cole, right? I don't know why we have to do these other things. Obviously, it's not my decision. Let that be what it is. Let people kind of rock with the personas that they've been given, even if they are doing this type of thing. And for instance, where it's kind of uneven is, so you have him telling his full name, but then we show Rebel as Rebel. 
right? We show Paige or Soraya as Soraya instead of giving her her whole name. So be that as it may, it is what it is. But I do, I really do enjoy this all access show. And I'm looking forward to some of the stories that will be told. We, of course, hear from the Young Bucks and we see them actually return. We see what that looks like. We see again that juxtaposition where they're not really able to fully talk about what happened at the media scrum, though they allude to it several times. So that's interesting. There was also an interesting interview done a few weeks ago with Kenny Omega on on Renee Paquette's podcast where he talked about what he could talk about legally. Very interesting times for sure. Will we ever hear from CM Punk? Are we even interested in hearing from CM Punk? I think the jury's still out on that. I don't know. But what I do know for sure is I think All Access is a hit. I rock with it. I like it a whole lot. And so we'll certainly be paying plenty of attention to that. Again, that's airing every Wednesday night. 10 p.m. Eastern, immediately following AEW Dynamite. So that's a look at AEW. Again, last night, Impact had their big card. And of course, it was heavily impacted by some injuries, which we chronicled on our show on Wednesday. Now it's time to talk a little bit about some of what's happening tonight. And then, of course, the WrestleMania cards that are happening. So tonight, we've got three big events happening. Ring of Honor's Super Card of Honor goes down beginning 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. Eastern is SmackDown. That's at 5 p.m. Pacific. And then that's followed at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, that being the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Hall of Fame induction ceremony, we do have some new information on that. We also have some new information surrounding Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. So we know of the four inductees into the Hall of Fame, that being Rey Mysterio, the great Muta, Andy Kaufman, and Stacey Keebler. Well, the Warrior Award has just been announced, and it will go to referee Tim White. Now, Tim White is the first referee to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. He has had a lengthy tenure with the WWE. He's refereed matches for some of the biggest names in the company. He also served as the longtime agent for Andre the Giant and helped Andre the Giant significantly for a long time period of time. Tim White refereed the epic Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Mankind, one of the most incredible matches in WWE history. He also refereed a Hell in a Cell match between Triple H and Chris Jericho. That match cost him his career as he took this horrible bump with his shoulder into the cage. He was never the same. He would never referee a match again, but he would continue working with WWE backstage as an agent. He did sadly pass away last summer at age 68, so he will posthumously receive the Warrior Award. That should be pretty cool tonight. Again, first referee inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So I don't anticipate the Hall of Fame being a lengthy production tonight. I'm guessing an hour, an hour and a half tops. So we'll see how that goes. And again, it's going to be a very, very full weekend in L.A. SmackDown, of course, has the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I'm intrigued to see your thoughts on who you think will win this battle royal. It seems to me like the odds on favorite would be Lashley. I also think Bronson Reed has a great chance, perhaps even Karrion Cross 
or Santos Escobar. Those are kind of my four picks to potentially win this whole thing. Now then, let's move to the card that will pretty much begin the evening tonight. And that, of course, is the Super Card of Honor coming from Ring of Honor. You'll be able to check it out in the United States and Canada on Bleacher Report and in international markets. You'll be able to check it out on Fight TV. This card, I have to say has to be one of the best cards all weekend long. It's kind of crazy to me to see all of the folks that are on this card. This is just, it's just insane. So let's kind of run through this card very quickly because there are some incredible matches. Now, we talked about several of the matches yesterday, but there has been an addition. And let me tell you about this addition. It's kind of crazy. The addition is this. Daniel Garcia, the former Ring of Honor Pure Champion, will now be taking on the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So this makes two significant matches for Tanahashi this weekend. Tanahashi, of course, last night took on Speedball Mike Bailey, and then tonight he will be taking on Daniel Garcia. What a way to utilize the ace of New Japan pro wrestling it's going to be crazy as we mentioned the six-man tag title match the embassy takes on ar fox metalik and blake christian for the ring of honor six-man tag titles for the ring of honor women's championship it will be athena taking on yuka sakazaki the pure championship is on the line in a dream match wheeler yuta takes on katayori shibata he is a legend from new japan and the head trainer of the new japan la dojo so this is going to be crazy and I think there is a realistic possibility that Shibata could walk out as the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. The AAA Mega Championship is on the line as the champion El Ijo Del Vikingo takes on Commander. Guys, if you like high-flying action, this is going to be one that's special. We also have the Ring of Honor World Television Championship on the line. Samoa Joe takes on Mark Briscoe and speaking of Mark Briscoe, he is currently one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. He will relinquish that title tonight as his brother, who was also tag team champion with him, passed away tragically. And that title will be awarded to the winner of the Reach for the Sky Ladder match, a match that features five tag teams. Three of these teams are brothers, which includes the Lucha Brothers, Top Flight, and Rush Andralistico. They're all brothers. Also in that match is the Kingdom, that's Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, and Aussie Open. Now, speaking of Aussie Open, this will be their second tag team title match in two nights. Of course, last night, they battled for the Impact Tag Team Championship. So this is pretty crazy. Of course, the main event, Claudio Castagnoli defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Eddie Kingston. So... This is going to be a great card. I'm telling you, I really feel like if there are cards that will steal the weekend, this is the one. I hope you guys will get to check it out on pay-per-view. It's available on Bleacher Report tonight, so you can definitely check that out. And with that said, when we come back, it's time to have the discussion about night one and night two of WrestleMania. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? 
Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern an Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here for it a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a been, there's a you, there will always be the S-H-W. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. All right, it's time to talk about WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. Of course, WrestleMania going down at SoFi Stadium this weekend in L.A. I cannot tell a lie. I hate that I am not in L.A. I actually thought I'd be there, so I'm a little bummed out that I'm not there. However, we're going to continue reporting on things. And by the way, if you're interested in going to WrestleMania 40, which is next year. I know, I just skipped past all of WrestleMania. But WrestleMania 40 is in Philly next year, and they've just released the opportunity for you to put a deposit down if you want to do package deals for that. If you're interested, I'll make sure you guys find that out. DM us, and I'll get you the information if you're interested in being a part of that. But with that said, WrestleMania weekend is upon us. And starting things off for WrestleMania weekend is NXT Stand and Deliver. That goes down, of course, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And I'm going to tell you something. Stand and Deliver has really become a thing for NXT prior to the pandemic. 
the 2019 or maybe it was the, yeah, the 2019 version of Stand and Deliver had moved to two nights. And some people may not remember it, but the cards were so stacked. This was right as WWE had moved the WWE network over to Peacock. And oh, my Lord, just amazing, amazing things. Well, of course, we've gone through the 2.0 era and that informed Stand and Deliver last year. We're now back into somewhat of a black and gold ish kind of era. And now we see something very, very special happening for Stand and Deliver, which is coming our way tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. So let's run down this card because this card, I think, is special. And I think there are some incredible moments that are waiting for us on this one. There are seven matches on this card, which if this were a takeover, that would seem like a lot of matches, but it's not. It's stand and deliver. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. One of those matches is an eight-person tag match that sees Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale, and Tyler Bate take on Schism for control of Chase University. Then we've got a triple threat match for the NXT tag team titles as Gallus defends against the Creed Brothers and and the family, we've got an unsanctioned match happening as Johnny Gargano takes on Grayson Waller. A fatal five-way will happen for the NXT North American Championship. That one is going to be crazy as Wesley defends against Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough, Axiom, and the debuting Dragon Lee. The women's tag titles are on the line as Fallon Henley and Kiana James defend against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And then we've got a ladder match to determine the NXT Women's Championship. As the champion, Roxanne Perez will defend against Gigi Dolan, Zoe Stark, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, and Indy Hartwell. And in the main event for the NXT Championship, it's Braun Breaker taking on Carmelo Hayes. Let me tell you something. I think this card is amazing from top to bottom. It is a great showcase of what NXT has become. It's a great opportunity for some of these newer stars to really get their shine. And I think we're going to see some big things happen. So, I don't want to make a lot of predictions, but I'll make a couple because I know you guys will hold me to it. I think Schism will take control of Chase University. I think Gallus will retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller is going to be a crazy match. I think Gargano will win and Grayson Waller will now make his way up to the main roster. Wes Lee is going to have a crazy match for this North American Championship. You could really see any of these guys winning, but I think Wes Lee is somehow going to retain the NXT North American Championship. I think we've got new women's tag champions happening. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are indeed the epitome of a tag team and maybe the greatest example of a team gelling in NXT right now. So I think they are definitely going to win this match. Fallon Henley and Kiana James have not been on the same page, and I don't know that they'll be able to continue as tag team champions. As for the NXT Women's Championship, if there was ever a pick'em, this is that. I don't know what's going to happen in this one. I'm not 100% confident that Roxanne Perez retains, but any of these six women could walk out as the champion. I think there's a case for all of them. 
So we'll see. I'm not going to make a prediction on that one, but I will fully predict that Carmelo Hayes leaves stand and deliver as the NXT champion. For sure. Count on it. Now then, let's talk about what happens later that Saturday. With the Saturday card being announced yesterday by way of an interview on First Take, the interview involved Stephen A. Smith and the CEO of WWE, Nick Khan. And during that time, the card for both Saturday and Sunday of WrestleMania were revealed. Here's what we know, and and there's a bit of controversy around this, and I say controversy for this reason. We were told last week that the match that would kick off WrestleMania Saturday would be John Cena versus Austin Theory. So that made us wonder who the main event would be, and there'd been a lot of rumors. Could it be Charlotte versus Rhea? Could it be the tag title match with the Usos versus Sami Zayn and KO? Well, as announced today, it looks like the main event for WrestleMania Saturday night is John Cena versus Austin Theory. So maybe they're not opening up the show. This is all super interesting, but it makes sense. John Cena in the main event, that is not foreign. Austin Theory, what work he has done over these last few years. Many may not know, but four years ago, he was a regular at Southern Honor Wrestling, where I do commentary. And now he is in the main event of WrestleMania Saturday against who many call the greatest of all time, John Cena. This is massive. The other matches on WrestleMania Saturday include Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown title against Rhea Ripley. The Usos defending the tag titles against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Six-woman tag as Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus take on Damage Control. Seth Freakin' Rollins takes on Logan Paul. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. And the men's tag team showcase match as Braun Strowman and Ricochet battle the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. Of course, that moves us to the Sunday show. And on Sunday, we have the women's tag team showcase which has Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez taking on Natalia and Shotzi, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Brock Lesnar takes on Omas. Helena Cell takes place as Edge battles Finn Balor. The triple threat for the Intercontinental title sees Gunther versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Bianca Belair will defend the Raw Women's title against Asuka. And in the main event, Roman Reigns takes on the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Woo! It's going to be big. It's going to be amazing. I don't know that I want to make a bunch of predictions, but I'll make a few just because it's the right thing to do. While I'm getting ready to make predictions, I want to just remind us that Logan Paul has informed us that his WWE contract expires at WrestleMania. Many thought he signed a multi-year deal, but no, he actually signed a one-year deal, and that deal ends at WrestleMania. So, with that in mind, and given everything else we've seen, certainly, I think, Seth Rollins gets that big win, that long-awaited win, over Logan Paul. I actually think Dominic Mysterio will defeat Ray. I'm not sure who's coming out of this tag team situation as the winners. I'd like to see the Street Profits, but it'll be, I think, either them or Braun Strowman and Ricochet. The six-woman tag match should be amazing. I'll give the nod to Becky Lynch, Lita, and Tristratus. I think we might end up with new tag champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Definitely a new women's champion with Rhea Ripley. 
And I think Austin Theory defeats John Cena on night two. I got to give the nod to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in the women's tag team situation. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I think the winner is Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you heard me right. Bobby Lashley. Uh, Edge versus Finn Balor. I am here for them in Hell in a Cell. I think it's going to be crazy. Edge will probably get the win. But there's a big part of me that wants to see Finn Balor get a massive win at WrestleMania. I think Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship and Bianca Belair retains the Women's Championship. The world title match is the main event is a real toss up because there's a case to be made for both Roman and Cody to win. So I'm not going to make a choice. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. You guys are going to want to hold me to it. I'm not going to do it. But I do think that one way or the other, by the time we end WrestleMania Sunday, The Rock will appear. I do believe that. All right. I want to get your predictions. Go ahead and leave them in the comment section on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I'd love to hear what you guys think will happen this weekend at WrestleMania. Of course, we'll come back, I believe, on Monday with a full or some sort of full WrestleMania recap. But if you can't wait until Monday, I will be with my good friends at Women's Wrestling Talk doing a WrestleMania Night 2 recap. So immediately after WrestleMania goes off the air, I'll be on with several other great journalists to talk about what we saw on WrestleMania Sunday. So you can definitely check me out live there. It will be fantastic. You can follow along on the Women's Wrestling Talk YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch pages to check us out. All right, guys, have an absolutely amazing WrestleMania weekend. Enjoy all the wrestling you like. And I'm also curious, well, maybe we'll ask this on the socials, but I'd love to know, do you actually have snack food that you eat during Mania? And if you do, what is it? I want to know. Hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show. All right. Enjoy your weekend, family. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I my people. Here we go.